all the goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. Read into the lyrics, so let the fucking milk quench your thirst. As long as you remember. 
All right, everybody, welcome to The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond in the red light. Welcome podcast listeners. Welcome live viewers and live listeners. Support this project at ecoplexmedia.com slash support. And uh, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. On the Media Wednesday, you can find me here at Ecoplex Media, uh, here on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash ecoplexmedia. If you are a pod listener and you haven't checked out the live show, please do that. You will not be disappointed. Uh, join Discord, discord.me slash ecoplex to chat with the hosts and post your memes. And uh, producer Dave, give the people what they want. Police officers. <laughs> I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Thank your local police. They don't do nothing wrong like your local police Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Put your hands above your head and show want to make them responsible for having taken classified documents and preserved them. Really, if you look at the Espionage Act, it's not really about taking the documents. It's about destroying them, or hiding them, or uh, giving them to the enemy. Right. It's not about taking them and putting them in a place that's roughly as safe as they were in in the first place. What the fuck? Wait, what? Is he like... Like, slightweight claiming that a safe at Mar-a-Lago is, like, 
as safe as they were in the White House? Um, I think that whatever Gelfling juice that he had access to while he was uh, friends with Trump and in the White House and stuff has run out, and he is turning into a Skeksy that is slowly going to die. <laughs> that may be true. I just can't believe that, like, like a safe at Mar-a-Lago, there's all kind of shady characters running in and out of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Like, even if it's in a safe, I bet Trump was showing them off. I bet he had some of that shit framed. He probably had some of that fucking shit framed. He was like, hey, look at this classified document I have. It's on the wall. It's next to a picture of my daughter. She's 10, and so is the classified document. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 classification. All right, up next is, my dad was a president, and we got up at 5 a.m. except for for Don, Don Jr. He was up all night. He's up at 5 a.m. too. He didn't go sleep. He didn't even bother to go sleep. We as a family uh, never had any problem. I mean, we're the first ones up. We're up at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, we've got beautiful kids. We say little prayers to them every single night before they go to bed. I say a prayer with my kids, actually three prayers for my kids. And uh, they say the Pledge of Allegiance and uh, put them to bed. They say their individual <laughs> prayers. And They're like, Dad, do we have to say the fucking Pledge of Allegiance again? Before they go to bed? My daughter, I love Mommy and I love Daddy and I love Ben and Charlie, our dogs, and, and little Lukey, who's her brother. Uh, and then I go to bed. Um, there's no nonsense. There's no games. There's no corruption. We see a lot of that on the other side. Not no corruption at bedtime. We never had a single <laughs> Not in the Eric Trump house. Not in the Eric Trump house. There's no corruption at bedtime. My father stepped on that escalator. Listen, my dad didn't tell me bedtime stories, and I'm not going to tell my kids any either. So do you remember the hipster coffee shop stories that Jacob Wall was telling? Oh, God. So vaguely that, no. Well, don't worry about it. You can look it up later. I think many people who are listening to this probably do remember that. And if not, you can look it up. Uh, Eric Trump's going to do a hipster coffee shop story. They're not even talking about any other Republican candidates because they've all kind of disappeared. They're not even in the equation. I mean, last night I had an argument between two people in a restaurant who are trying to buy Laura and I dinner to apologize to what the, you know, for what the United States government has done to our family, Sean. I mean, you wouldn't believe the energy out there. I've been through. No, that was a short clip. That's that's what didn't happen, right? (sighs) I'm telling you, it's that Jacob (laughs) bullshit about the hipster coffee shop. I was in a hipster coffee shop and they were all talking about what a great president Trump is. Mm -hmm. Everybody everywhere knows everybody. (sighs) That's how you know that nobody anywhere is talking about it and it's all made up. That is a that is a, a tell. Like we always say, if you're going to be a fail son, be a Hunter Biden. Don't be a Don Jr. Here's a uh, example number five thousand six hundred forty-two of mm-hmm. that. Uh, my father says that he would have given them what they wanted had they done this, but no, they needed the FBI hostage rescue team, the HRT, their elite tactical unit. That's a weird looking bong back there on the shelf. To show up to my father's home where they then wouldn't allow or didn't want bong. any lawyers present, right? Because I'm sure, given all of the examples of totally above board stuff that the FBI done, that's totally great, right? Like, I don't know. If I'm the FBI, you want someone's lawyer there so that there can be no other claims later on. But, you know, honestly, they don't care. At this point, like, given all of the things that they seem to have fabricated or lied about and all of these things, guess what, folks? There's exactly zero equal justice under the law. You know what? 
Pro tip for life. This is an ultimate life hack. Become a Democrat. Then you can do whatever you want with no accountability, no law, legal action. They'll Strike that. Reverse alone. it. Okay? But you needed the HRT to exercise this warrant at Mar-a-Lago. Give me a break, right? Again, Hillary can bleach 30,000 emails and take hammers to phones. Nothing shady about this, folks. But Trump says he'd cooperate, and they still have to show up this way. You know why? Because they're there to intimidate you. They're acting like the fascists we've been seeing them be. For the last few years, folks. <laughs> they're and acting like they've been acting. For all the Democrat talk about Republicans being fascists, these are the guys acting like it. Give me a break. Okay? They wouldn't look at Hunter and deals in China or Ukraine or links to Russian oligarchs with links to Putin or links to human trafficking and literally videotaped evidence of him saying that the Russian mob may have his laptop. No, no, no. That was Russian disinformation. But we need the. No, I thought, I thought the fucking. I thought Betty Washam had his laptop. <laughs> I've got the laptop. Team to go to Mar a Lago. It's intimidation, folks. And the number one thing we can do to save America and prevent us from becoming. Is take away every camera that is. That these guys will have a chance being is to drain the swamp and fire all of the bureaucrats. Enough is enough, folks. This stuff will never end until we do something about it. And they're going to get to a point where we're not going to be able to. So now is the time to push back on this insanity. And that's exactly what it is, folks. Absolute. And it is absolute insanity. Fucking, he is such a whack job. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like, <clears throat> he was like all over the place. And like, I don't know, like the thing with Hillary Clinton that drives me crazy is she like sat there for like several days and let people ask her questions and just answered all of them. Yeah, she just she didn't pull an Alex Jones. She didn't pull an Austin Bennett. She wasn't like, I'm not going to cooperate. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to. I'll have my lawyers send them every text message I've ever sent ever. <laughs> well, it's just like <clears throat> she may have done things that you, that you or I might think were unethical, but she was pretty confident she didn't do anything illegal. So there she was. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Oh, no. I just called this one. Why is Jenna Ellis? Oh, no. I guess she's a former uh, Trump spokesperson, I think. Shout out to Ron Filipowski. Yeah, yeah. A lot of our clips come from Ron. And the fact that the raid itself wasn't even leaked and that, you know, CNN wasn't there with its cameras at 8 a.m. already at Mar-a-Lago just shows that likely mm. the FBI was trying to just go in under cover of darkness and just. No, it's not dark at 8 a.m. And get whatever it was uh, under this pretext of a raid. And it's only because President Trump is so underestimated by the left and he uses media to his advantage. He is the one that actually blew the whistle on this on the FBI. I think they had no idea and no intention that this would ever become public and that they would be fighting this fight and i think <laughs> what the fuck the fbi raided the former pre sorry didn't raid i don't like that word they served a search warrant on the yeah. former president of the united states they're like oh nobody's ever going to hear about this <laughs> yeah that's what the god why are you what is what who like like even the like the look at the host that was like i don't know about this not high enough for this shit even the newsmax host is like i don't know about this I'm not gonna light up here we go. I got two clips of Trump's attorney now. Oh God. I don't know if it's the same attorney because I don't definitely watch the, not Sidney Powell. I don't watch the clips, but um. Anyway, this is one talking about whether or not they should put Trump in jail. 
What people are saying is it had to do with Jan 6, it had to do with a lot of things. At the end of the day, I think that would cause so much mayhem. That would be a monstrous mistake. I also just don't understand. He was cooperating. They had been on premises prior. He had had a subpoena that they coordinated effort with his team to come in. They told us to lock it up. They locked it up. So why? Why did you need after two months to have this insane raid? You know, it's 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 a sad thing for our country. It just doesn't make sense to me. As an no, attorney, I can't make sense. It was a search warrant. You know who I uh, think would like to uh, have a word with about what a raid actually is? It's fucking Roger Stone. Right. He got raided. He got raided. Because yeah, yeah. that motherfucker is smart enough to shred documents if he gets fucking wind that a raid's going to come through. Like everything would be gone. Trump is fucking stupid and just told the fucking FBI that was touring his fucking house where the documents were because he's an idiot. <clears throat> so I think this is a different lawyer. Um, but it's funny, this lawyer's on the Laura Ingram show, and Laura Ingram, having a law degree herself, is actually going to coach this lawyer. <laughs> like, what do you, how to, how to lawyer? 101 with Laura Ingram. Very interesting and somewhat encouraging that you had parties from both sides of the aisle. Of course, liberal media outlets coupled with uh, a conservative watchdog group really together on the same side and so we were curious to see how that played out of course you know reserving our rights to try something else in the future if we want to but we we really just chose to see how it would play out well i know i understand that you chose to do that but i'm 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 wondering are you not concerned that because you didn't join any of these motions for again the full release of this affidavit that you're then waiving possible objections to the way redactions are being done by the Justice Department later on. Yeah, Laura Ingram's actually a lawyer, and she she's like, I would never work for Trump. Like, listen, she's like, she sounds like somebody who knows what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, I don't like Laura Ingram. Yeah, but she clearly, I think she's a lawyer, and I I think she knows what she's talking about. Because you're you didn't well, speak in court mean- today, nor did you join any of these motions. Yeah. They're going to redact all this stuff. And I'm not sure what grounds you're going to have at this point, having waived your right to file those motions. <laughs> well, we would maintain that we haven't waived our right and that that, that still is maintained. Uh, you know, we need to wait and see. I, I can't be certain at this point because we haven't seen the affidavit. and We certainly haven't seen the redactions and how it's going to play out. But, um, you know, we'll be making that decision as it comes out. We, you know, we, we got to see it. We haven't seen it. It, it has been under seal. So... And you know, it's a, know. we can't we see can't it because it's in an envelope and it's sealed very tight. We can't see it. <sighs> That's just so funny that like the fucking, the host of a Fox News show was like explaining to this person, like, you're just waving your rights to uh, some kind of appeal later because of what you're doing. Why are, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is so funny. Like, I can't believe like these people are so incompetent. But I guess, like, if you're a competent lawyer, you probably don't work for the Trump organization. No, no, no. It's They can't get competent fucking... They can't get competent people anymore. Anymore? Being... Well, I mean, they in the beginning, they... Sure, they had more competent people in the beginning. I'm not saying that they were, like, actually competent, but just, like, to another level of not... Uh, uh, <laughs> a lesser degree of incompetent? I don't know. But... Um. Yeah, the, being associated with Trump in any way, shape, or form is just fucking poison. So it's better to just not. So we got um Mike Turner. He's the ranking member of the Intelligence Committee in the House of Representatives. The Republican, of course. 
And uh, he's on the Jake Tapper show. And Jake Tapper has to remind him that the current FBI director was actually appointed by Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, we certainly support and believe and honor the men and women uh, who serve uh, in uh, the FBI. It's the leadership. It's the two individuals that have been appointed by this president, the FBI Director Ray, who serves at the pleasure of the president, and, of course, Attorney General Garland, that have questions to answer both the American public and to Congress and to our Intelligence Committee about their actions. And certainly we condemn any and, and all violence. And it's always disheartening. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking when, when people make statements like this and, and it... Um, it you know it certainly should be condemned. Yeah, I mean, just a note: the Christopher Ray, the FBI director, was appointed by Donald Trump. But I take your point. Republican Congressman, it, I, he serves at the pleasure of this president, right. so he is an appointee <laughs> of the current president because he's he stayed. Right. Now he was originally appointed by Trump in the position. Absolutely, I agree. I think he's we, there because I agree. Well, it's well, not yeah, stuff for you to agree with. Facts are facts, sir. I agree with the thing. Like, yo, these people are just, they're all fucking so incompetent. They're so fucking stupid. How do they manage to get and keep a fucking budget and we need $33,000 a month? All right. So in news of other people you shouldn't trust, <laughs> somebody who a lot of fucking, a lot of like shit lives and people who are like, oh, the Trump's going to jail and shit. They all like Michael Cohen. You, can, you can't trust fucking Michael Cohen either. Michael Cohen's a fucking slime ball too. He just fucking grift the other way. Here's Michael Cohen probably lying about the reasons that Trump might have some top secret secret documents. Why do you think he had twenty boxes of classified top secret? I mean, these things were designated as top secret or even higher sensitive compartmented info. What was he going to do with that info? Well, first of all, shouldn't everybody be keeping it in the basement of Mar-a-Lago, right? I mean. You're asking the exact question that I was hoping everybody would ask, why? And I'll tell you, my belief is that he was going to use it as a bargaining chip, as a get-out-of-jail-free card. What does that mean? Well, the second that they would put him in handcuffs, he would turn around and say, you don't seem to understand. I have the documentation showing, for example, where our nuclear launch pads are or where other information, sensitive national security information. This is what I believe. And he would use it and say, if you proceed with this, I'm telling you right now, there's 20 of my loyal supporters. You don't know who they are, but we will release that information to Russia, to Iran, to whoever it might be, because he doesn't care about this country. Yeah, I don't believe a word of that. He didn't make that up. Well, I mean, it, it's all fucking conjecture anyway. It's just it's just spitballing ideas. Nobody's going to know what Trump wanted to do with those fucking documents. Other than, like, he kept him because of his fucking ego. It was like, I was the president, and I got to keep whatever the fuck I want, and I'm going to steal 20 boxes of fucking shit from the White House because I can, because he's a fucking idiot. Right, that's, like, I that's like more likely, or so that he could show them off to other fucking people and yeah, shit. Like I exactly. I have to, like, if I was guessing, if I was going to, like, place a bet, it would be something along those lines of, like, look how important I am. I have these classified documents. Like, no other president kept classified. Oh, Hillary did it. Wait, did Hillary do I forget now. <laughs> Hillary wasn't president. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. She got the most votes. How'd that happen? I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll do an electoral college special uh, soon, I guess, 2024. <sighs> All right. We're going to move on to other people who are, um, I guess, lawyers or whatever. And that means Tiny Dancer Ben. 
He's going to talk about the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Remember, Tiny Dancer Ben has a law degree. And so what exactly is the DOJ and the FBI doing here? This is the major question. So Andy McCarthy over at National Review, he has a good breakdown. And here's what he says. He says, we can see the investigation is far broader than just the mishandling of classified information. Remember, this was the original case. The original case was he has classified information at his residence. And as I say, this raises a number of questions. Number one, the president of the United States can declassify. Number two. But he didn't. If he didn't. And he's not the president so anymore. So all fired important. Why are they going to get it? By claiming that the National Archives is missing it using the non-criminal statute. And then they released the search warrant. It says, oh, no, no, it's not just the National Archives stuff. It's also the Espionage Act stuff. It's also these other aspects of American law. But what this really... Yes, you're a lawyer. Actually, as more information becomes available, if when, when, there's a, when there was a search, maybe more information becomes available to the person who was searched as time goes on because they get more information about what happened. Trump gave a tour of his house and showed the FBI where the documents were. He looks like in the end, <laughs> as Andy McCarthy explains, is grab every paper you can find at Mar-a-Lago because maybe we'll come up with something. Here's what That's not what it said. He says, while the Espionage Act offense relates to defense secrets, the other two offenses are not limited to classified information. Section 2071 relates to the removal or concealment of any government record, not just classified information. Section 1519 applies to any item at all. It need not be a government record, for the point is to protect government investigations, not government property. And then it looks like the search warrant prioritizes classified information crimes, but less so than it first appears. One of the subsections of the of the attachment to the search warrant authorized. Wait, his computer isn't on. He's pretending to read from a computer that's off. Because he's an idiot. Unless he's got one of those screen thingies on where you can't. But the license is much, much broader. The warrant allows seizures of not only containers in which classified documents are found, along with their other contents, even if they're not classified, but also of other containers found proximate to the first containers. Again, regardless of whether they are classified. Uh, Dude, Ben, when they serve a search warrant, anything that's in plain view in the room or area that they search is in plain view and they can grab it. Yeah. If it seems like it might be related. Yeah. And it would say this and other related materials in the search for Come on, Ben, you're an attorney. You're, you have a law degree. You're not an attorney. You're a talk show host, but you have a law degree, dude. If the agents found a box, he has three globes. And inside that box, there was a low level classified document. And that was stored next to 10 other containers of non-classified documents. The warrant would allow the FBI to simply grab all of those things. And the warrant also permits the seizure of communication. But like on the outside of the box, does it say uh, classified documents and then not classified documents that the FBI just fucking believes you? Like, what the fuck? Do not share. They come in your house looking for like a giant stash of cocaine and you have a bunch of boxes that just say not cocaine on them. The FBI is just like, well, guess there's no cocaine here. Sorry. Sorry to bother you. In any form regarding classified information. So, in other words, if I write a note and I make reference to classified information, but don't actually state the specified classified information, that could also have been grabbed by the FBI. Yes. And all of this precedes one of the subsections that Andy McCarthy correctly says is really elastic. This permits the seizure of any government and or presidential records created throughout the four years of Trump's presidency. This has nothing to do with classified information. It's mainly designed to use the criminal law, the search warrant, to enforce the Presidential Records Act, which, again, as I say, is not a criminal statute. The National Archives, Presidential Records Act stuff, that is not criminal statute. So maybe they can get away with this sort of search warrant. But to pretend that this is a very specific, targeted, laser-like approach to finding specific documents that are a national security threat, that is not what this looks like in any way, shape, or form. It's far broader than that. And that raises serious political questions. 
Okay, so real quick, this is this. You don't have to be a lawyer to understand this, or a defense attorney, or a prosecutor. When you're like this person stole a bunch of classified documents, you see boxes of documents in the same room where you believe there's a box of classified documents. You fucking grab them because mm-hmm. then you got to look through the documents. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody has made the argument that now the FBI is in possession of classified documents that they're not supposed to have. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like every dumb argument, like we just have to wait till this all fucking shakes out to like know what's going on. Right. Maybe, maybe the stuff in there, maybe, maybe there's a big nothing burger. Maybe he had a bunch of classified stuff. Maybe we'll find out on the next season of the J6 hearing. I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't think there's, there, uh, nothing about J6 was mentioned as far as I know in any of the warrants or anything, but we're, like, we're all going to find out later. This is how all this works. And if no criminal charges are filed, maybe we'll never find out because there's no, there's no case, no discovery happens. Yeah. And they just took the fucking thing. You're like, you can't have this. Mm-hmm. Out. A little smack on the wrist. Like, you can't have this. Like, who fucking knows what's going to happen? He'd be like, I really like that when Ivanka does it. Okay, so one, I think we got one, we got one last one here. A little bit of, a little bit of consolidation or consolidate consolation for the people who uh, want Trump to run again. Turns out you can run for president from jail. President, uh, this is one of the most abusive attorney generals in history. This process is arrogant, abusive. Uh, an affront to the Constitution. They are going to indict Donald Trump. Merrick Garland has lost his senses. But I think you pointed out last week, if they do indict him, crazily enough, I mean, if they're crazy enough to do it, that doesn't render him ineligible to run or even be president. He can, listen, Eugene Debs ran for president from a federal prison. There's no reason that that's going to happen to Donald Trump. He's not going to be in a federal prison. But if he's indicted, he will run for president. No. Wow. All right. Nope. Nope. He's, nope. he's not going to run again. He is not going to run again because he is not going to put himself into a position where he could lose because that is his worst fucking nightmare. But he will grift every fucking penny that he possibly can up until he can grift no more. Well, we're going to move on to another political figure who is also a bit of a celebrity TV star. I'm talking about Mr. Oz. <laughs> Mr. Oz. We're going to go shopping again with Mr. Oz. He's done this a couple times. He's fucking real mad about his shopping experience. I thought I'd do some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's and I, my wife wants some vegetables for crudite, right? So here's a broccoli. That's two bucks. Not a ton of broccoli there. There's some asparagus. That's four dollars. There's bags no. that you're supposed to put these things in. That's too much. Four more dollars. That's ten dollars of vegetables there, and then we need some guacamole. That's four dollars. That doesn't more. go in crudite. She loves salsa. Yeah, salsa. That's there. good salsa, though. I like six that. Six dollars. Must be a shortage of salsa, guys. No, it's been six dollars for crudite, and this doesn't include. You're paying for the labor. I mean, that's outrageous. And we got Joe Biden to thank for this. People fucking around with the the logistics of how shit gets in and out of the country uh, for a while now, so that has a lot to do with it. It just strikes me that he's never been shopping before. That he <laughs> sends people to go shopping for him, right? Because he didn't know about the little bags that you're supposed to put the fucking broccoli in. 
didn't know about like a getting a basket maybe before he was like i need a few items maybe i should get a little basket or a cart maybe i should bring my own bag this guy strikes me as a guy who's like oh i'm gonna go talk about inflation at the store Uh, but all that we learned there is that he doesn't do his own shopping Mm -mm. (sighs) anyway here's uh mr oz on the brian kilmeade show talking about fracking fucking brian kilmeade challenges like examples energy policy where there's just no way the green new deal which my opponent is an advocate for could work he believes fracking is, is the green new deal even a thing i know what are you saying so he's against against an idea on a piece he's of paper fracking in pennsylvania yes which is again you think well how's that he he signed a document with a lot of fanfare to ban fracking in pennsylvania this is a, at a time you know it's 90 degrees here now you know you can't you if you look at the electric grid it's coming from natural gas and other sources, not coming from green sources. Green sources are less than 3% probably of the grid right now. So probably. You have to be, you know, you can't just be a far left radical and just blow things out there and, and, uh, and, you know, tweet things that are insulting. You actually have to have policies, ideas to campaign on. He will not do that. He's going to whoop your ass, dude. You're going to lose so bad, Dr. Uh, Mr. Oz. <laughs> like, I don't understand well, like what he thinks he's doing. Like uh you can get natural gas without fracking. There's some evidence that fracking pollutes the the groundwater. More than some evidence. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's it's not that you can't do hydraulic fracturing to get natural gas safely. It's that companies cut corners and people make mistakes and you're fucking with people's drinking water. Right. There was that sensationalized documentary where people were lighting the the the, the their faucet water on fire. There were some problems with that. Um, there were problems with that documentary. There were like debunks of it and stuff. And that's that's all valid. But you're still like polluting the groundwater when you do hydraulic fracturing. Um, there are companies that do it better than others. But like you, if it's on like if it's on like government land or whatever, the government's going to go with the lowest bidder. And if this guy, if John Fetterman wants to ban it in Pennsylvania, it's a he said he has no policy position. Well, it looks like he just described one. Mm-hmm. And he wants to ban fracking. Right. So he just doesn't like the policy position. Oh, no. He, here's Mr. Oz. Like, so just some background here. Legalization of marijuana polls at like 75% in Pennsylvania. So let's see what Mr. Oz has to say about his opponent and uh, cannabis. <laughs> really show up for that hasn't shown up for much of the lieutenant governor's job he's known for hanging a pot flag out of the window his only role campaigning was to get marijuana legalized sean i'm the son of an immigrant and i knew from the gay one when i was a kid you work hard you you challenge yourself to to achieve greatness to support america and you'll achieve the american dream that's not why did he say gay one yeah i, I guess it doesn't matter he meant day one you're my gay one so he the problem is this guy, he doesn't really work hard anymore. He was a surgeon, which was a difficult job, and he was quite good at it. He was a brilliant fucking surgeon. He should have just kept doing that until Oprah got involved. Right. Oprah ruins everything. And being a, being a great surgeon tops out in like the mid six figures. And come on. Come on. And you can't buy, you can't have so many houses you don't know how many fucking houses you have if you're a surgeon. And uh, speaking of that, here's a tic- here's a TikTok video that his opponent John Fetterman made about Dr. Oz and not knowing how many fucking houses he has. Oh, it's amazing! And also, shout out to the person who put it on Twitter, where we can actually get it to play properly from our fucking studio. One, two, five, four, five. 
Because <laughs> Dr. Oz claimed he had four houses. He has ten. Ten houses. Ten houses. Ten fucking houses. Can't even give one of us one of them. Yeah, I want I want the one he has. He's got a couple nice condos in Manhattan. So we're going to go ahead and here's the Good Liars versus Ted Cruz. This is great. This is such a funny clip. I watched this like three times, actually. Look, I'm here today with a word of hope and a word of encouragement. Donald Trump said that Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK. He said that Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK. You can read about it in the paper. Crazy Lee Harvey Oswald having breakfast. Now, Ted never denied that it was his father. Hey, you can read about it in the paper. Oh, my God. Are you saying that Donald Trump is lying? He can't say that Donald Trump is lying. His brain is like doing the Thanos snap inside his head right now. So (laughs) our next one is Lauren Boebert, and she's going to talk about the fart team. Fart team. She appears to be on someone's show talking about the fart team. Oh, it's this guy from the the Blaze TV. This guy's going to make a couple appearances this evening. Fart team. They want those bills to pass by unanimous consent. So myself and other members of the House Freedom Caucus, we have a floor action response team. F-A-R-T. I'm a mother of four boys. I can appreciate that. I do love that. We have the COC as confetti of color. I do love the the little names there. So we have the floor response team and we monitor the house floor for these suspension bills. And we are there to object to the unanimous consent of its passing. So we force members of Congress. But if the consent is unanimous, then how (laughs) to vote? And we have people get pissed at us every single week because they have to be in the house chambers voting instead of being wined and dined by lobbyists. And I mean, call me crazy, but I think legislators, Should be legislating <laughs> while they're in D.C., not being influenced and manipulated and bought by lobbyists. I'd like you to open up your um, your books for us, please. Show us your books. Turn to page 23. Oh. How many meetings do you think Lauren Boebert takes with lobbyists? Oh, God. So many. So we got, um, apparently Matt Gates has an opponent, a primary opponent or whatever, uh, from his right, who's like a more MAGA than Matt Gates. And this person is out of their fucking mind. I'm not rooting for Matt Gates, but fuck. Check this out. When Donald Trump really endorses someone, he goes big. You've seen none of that for lying Matt Gates. What does Trump know? Is Gates the informant? Gates hired Jeffrey Epstein's attorney. Another Epstein attorney approved the raid on Trump's house. Remember, Gates pressured Trump to give him a pardon, but Trump said no. Matt Gates puts himself first, ahead of Trump, and ahead of you. Vote for a leader who will put America first. Vote for Marine Mark Lombardo. I'm Mark Lombardo. I approve this message. Okay. It's like his previous political experience was being the head of the uh, senior 
living uh, whole housing division of the HOA? Possibly. Possibly. He was a Marine. Sent a Marine to Congress. So airports are bad. <laughs> but they're not always this bad. This is the closest thing to a palate cleanser we have this week because I didn't find anything for a palate cleanser. Uh, but yeah, flying is bad. Uh, uh, people in the uh, waiting room at the uh, at the airport or the like in the you know in the lobby or whatever are uh, probably really glad that they didn't end up on a flight with this person. Jesus Christ saved me. I tried to take my life twice. I called out to the God, the only living God, Jesus Christ. He came and He saved me, and I have never been the You have life in abundance. Amen. In the way, the truth, and the life. Everything. Sin, death, the grave. So that you can have life. So that you can have life. So that all of you can have life in him and life to the... <laughs> like we're out of here. Today can be a day where you say yes to Jesus. And I'm telling you people, I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. You will experience a joy, a joy that is not dependent on circumstance. But when you say yes to Jesus, he gives you the Holy Spirit. I would be ashamed if I was her. I would be ashamed if I was watching her. I'm surprised like, nobody. I'm surprised nobody told her to shut the fuck up. But I guess it's not Australia. Every place can't be Australia. She had an accent, so I just still told her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so uh, here we got uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. I'm sorry, Marjorie the Gathering. She's going to talk about God being a nationalist, which I think is a little bit weird because God created the whole earth. So you think be a globalist, a universalist. Right, but also, if God was a nationalist, then why did he create other... Nations? Yeah. Or just allow the people to do it. Right. Who knows? Anyway, this is a super genius Marjorie the Gathering. Different generation, and, and they, they believe in this idea of globalism, World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, yes. and they've been told that America's bad, and, and I love what Dennis Prager says. America bad. America's faults are universal, but our successes are unique. Yes. And, and, and this is, of the 4% of the world's population, more patents, Nobel Peace Prize winners, more symphonies, <clears throat> more accumulation of wealth, because we've had freedom. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think people have forgotten how great America is, and you don't have to be ashamed. You, God is not a globalist. He's a nationalist. So on stuff like the Nobel Prize and, and whatnot, um, not a lot of people like had access to even nominate someone in like the global south or like the you know non-first world countries or whatever until fairly recently. So it's going to be like the richest country that has the most access to those kinds of things. Right. Also, we have the most patents. 
Well, in which patent office, sir? Like, <laughs> because we each country actually has their own patent office or something like that. And so he probably means like Americans, like who fucking knows? Are there more patents in China than here? Possibly. Or do they have a whole different system that is like, they don't call it a patent, so it doesn't count. Right. Like the, that stuff's weird because there's just all kinds of like historical factors that go along with it. And it, it, it doesn't really mean anything. That guy's crazy. We'll never see him on the docket again, though. I don't even know his fucking name, and I'm not going to commit it to memory. Here we go. We got Charlie Kirk. One Mr. Charles Kirk, cartel expert. That's about indicting the college industry. I didn't go to college, and I think that, you know, a lot of young people need to consider that path. Uh, look, the college cartel has done such damage to our country. I believe the college cartel is no better than the Mexican drug cartel. And what they've done to our nation's youth, the bad ideas they've been spreading, the idea pathogens that have been infecting the inner core of our society. <laughs> does he mean like, does he think like germ theory of disease is fake? Or is he saying that like the things that you learn at college are like a, a fucking pathogen? This is why he won't get near a vagina. I don't know. I heard he's bisexual. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, when he said pathogen there, is it like COVID denial? Was it like germ theory disease denial or was it? I think he was just trying to use like a fucking a euphemism or a fucking. But it just he thinks he's so fucking smart that he could just, oh, I'm going to associate an ideology with some sort of fucking brain worms and only the smart people in my fucking listen to my content are going to get it. Make my face shrink more. So actually it seems like his face is uh, growing out to fucking match the size, neck. Yeah, the match the size of his head actually. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Took face enlarging pills. I'll give credit where credit's due there. So it looks like uh James Lindsay's been banned permanently from Twitter. Hooray. And so he's on I forget I forget this dude's name. I'm not going to commit this guy's name to memory either. He already has been on the docket. He works for the Blaze TV. I think it's Elijah Schaefer is this guy's name. So here's um, James Lindsay on the Elijah Schaefer show. I think it's Elijah Schaefer. If I'm wrong, fucking who cares? It doesn't matter. It, he's going to talk about his Twitter ban and, well, I, I don't know, other things. Other, <laughs> other, other crazy things. Sigma Chad in a t-shirt number 48. <laughs> well, you know, I get asked this question all the time. Can you shed light on what's happening? And I always answer with the same word. Uh, what what about my question? It looks like you have a real mic in front of you, and it sounds like you're on your laptop. Right. It's a prop. And instead of a globe, he's just got a map. <laughs> it's annoying to a lot of people, but the word is communism. What's happening is communism. Uh, communism has known for over 100 years that you sexualize the children if you want to get a revolution. But of course, you render the children useless after, after the revolution, so you have to do away with them after you know they've been used for their purposes. But what's happening is that there's a rampant attempt to hide behind LGBT people to push an agenda of Marxist grooming through what they call queer theory. Um, mm -hmm. And it has a humongous corporate protection racket around it and media protection racket around it, including from media matters. And Twitter is actively complicit in the protection of the sexualizing of children through queer ideology, which is extremely alarming, extremely concerning. And, um, probably I refer to this as the, them crossing the uncrossable line. So I think it's going to also be the downfall. Notice how he said LGB community. Mm -hmm. 
uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual. He wants to leave off the T and any other letters because he, he, they're trying to do this thing and it's not really working, thankfully. Yeah. They're trying to peel people like me off, essentially, and say that, oh, Dave seems like a normal guy who happens to be gay, so let's try to turn him against trans people. And it's like, well, no. See, like the people that you would think that they might call normal gays, mm -hmm. we still saw the same kind of discrimination that is being thrown at trans people. Yeah. So we're like, oh, no, we've seen this before. Actually, it doesn't matter. You can't peel us off. Mm -hmm. You can peel a few of them off. Sure. But they were assholes in the first place. It's right. not like just because you're gay doesn't make, mean yeah. you can't be an asshole. Yeah. But they're you're doing the rest of the community a favor. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Honestly yeah. maybe they don't show up at the parties or whatever. Yeah. But he thinks communism is like indoctrinating children through queer theory. And then he's like, then when you're done with them, you just toss them aside. Like, what does that even mean? Does what he mean the communists really do? They just urinate on everything. He, he should, if he would have said that, it would have been amazing. You have to understand what the communists do is urinate on everything. So we're going to move on. <laughs> we move on to Greg Locke. It's one of your favorites, Media Lunch. I know you like Greg Locke. You're not going to believe where he's going to say the witches are hiding the tarot cards. <laughs> are they hiding it in the marijuana? All the chairs are coming up because we're going to do something that's going to kind of get rid of the nostalgia effect of the tent meeting, but we have to do it. We're having some skid loaders coming here tomorrow. We're getting rid of all these cedar chips and we're going with the turf all the way through the entire tent because these witches keep slipping here, hiding stuff in the, in the chips. Hiding pentagrams and amulets and all kind of little uh, infinity symbols and tarot cards. Infinity symbols. There might be a full-blown Ouija board up under these chips. I don't oh, think the chips are made out of Ouija boards. Make people keep going in here digging up every week. So we're just going to get rid of all the hiding places for the witches. Somebody say amen right there. I have to get us some Glade plug-ins or something that smell like cedar chips so we can still smell like the fair, praise God. But we getting rid of these cedar chips because I ain't letting the devil hide out in this place. I ain't letting the curse hide out in this place. I like the chips. It's my favorite part of the whole tent. But I'm going to get rid of it because I like Holy Ghost anointing a whole lot better than I like cedar chips. And God can show up on Astro Turf just as much as he can show up in cedar chips, praise Listen. <laughs> we found voodoo dolls. We found eyes newt. We found broomsticks. We found planchettes and pieces of <laughs> pieces of swamp grass <laughs> and these wood chips. <laughs> it's a, somebody dug up a vampire trying to hide in the wood chips. But shout out to like the local goth who went there and put a tarot card under the wood chips. If that's like a real thing, Listen, shout out to the local goth who did that. Tarot decks are really fucking expensive, depending on which tarot deck you have. And losing one card out of it is really inconvenient. Well, you don't, you don't to leave like you just buy the shittiest tarot deck. You yeah, can. yeah. Using one to troll right, Greg yeah, Locke yeah. is like that's based. Like he does, he's not going to be he's not going to be like oh this is actually not that good of a tarot deck so there's no demon here like <laughs> we sent these wood chips off to an exorcist to find out whether or not they were a ground up cross. So we got a, a clip from uh, MSNBC here. It's a it's a clip of people from Moms for Liberty and um, you know you can't have liberty without a uh, segregated schools. Mm. You know I was just thinking about that the kids that do have they're you know they're confused or they are gay or whatnot 
that the way that they're trying to go about it is to make it an open conversation and open thing in classrooms. But like, for example, children with autism, Down syndrome, they have to have special IEP meetings with a counselor. They have to be put into separate classrooms. And I understand because it's a different type of education for children with those disabilities. But I think that for children that identify differently, there should also be like a specialized something for them so they feel that they're important enough that they're being counseled and why not have that conversation that you're explaining in front of everyone i think for the same reason why teachers wouldn't just bring a child with autism in front of the class and be like hey he's got autism Mm -hmm. embarrassment um, but what is in your eyes embarrassing about being gay it's not that it's something to be embarrassed about but you i mean i'm sure that you understand a lot of kids that are young and feel gay, some of them are shamed. Because they feel they talk that, about it in their classroom. Right, which I understand, but there's just a way to go about it. That every- yeah, it's called completely uh, ignore it to the point where it's just normal. Because it should just be fucking normal. Well, I mean, it is. Yeah, it is just fucking normal. She's like, <clears throat> she's calling for segregation. And she hit the nail on the head though the reason like if if a if if it's a child with autism that they have like different classes is because they have different needs but if you just happen to be gay it's not it doesn't have anything to do with how they learn right it doesn't yeah doesn't have anything to do with any of that right and if they're a kid making a big deal out of it like it's something that they need to be ashamed of that is what ingrains it into their fucking heads that it's something that they should be ashamed of that is not a, that is not a, a knee-jerk behavior. That's something that's learned. So you remember Papa John? Unfortunately. You remember that time we watched that video where he ate like 30 pizzas in 30 days and had the meat sweats hella bad? Uh, <laughs> it was one of my favorite things we've ever watched. Well, this is 37 seconds, and I swear to you, he's going to cram about five minutes of bullshit in this 37 seconds here. It's amazing. Yes, if you're a small business owner, you've got now 87,000 agents with 5 million guns and 5, uh, excuse me, 5,000 guns with uh, 5 million rounds of ammunition. I mean, those folks are rated Trump's place. They're, they had auto, automatic ra- rifles. They had, you know, uh, guns ablazing. And this happened to me with the DNC three years ago where they attacked me, and they will attack. But if they attack me, attack Trump, attack parents, of kids in Virginia, they're going to come after the rest of us. Yeah, it's uh, football stadiums. Wait, what? The IRS agent's going to raid the football stadiums? <laughs> I want to know what what more was going on in that clip, but actually, I kind of don't. Like, first of all, the IRS did. He's talking about the the new IRS agents, and they that like I don't know eighty thousand agents, and they only added five thousand guns. So the odds of one of them coming to shoot you actually is five and eighty. So that's not not really that. Not really that good. No. Not really that good. Mm-mm. That's like what? One in one in sixteen? <laughs> one in sixteen might blotch you something like that. <laughs> and how how much how, you know, how much contact do you have with an actual IRS agent out in the wild? Usually they just send letters to people. Yeah. We we have a friend who does taxes and he's like, The IRS isn't coming to your house because you didn't file your taxes. They're gonna send you annoying letters. And if it's not that much money, they're just gonna keep doing that. <laughs> All right, you're not gonna like this. We're going to skip Martin Hyde. Yeah, you're not going to like this. All right. So here's Jordy Pete talking about climate change. 
And people have objected, some people have objected to my tone. I'm often dealing with things that I would say frighten me to take on to some degree. They're big issues and they're contentious. And so a handy source of impetus and power, I mean, motive power in such situations is to harness a certain degree of outrage and anger. That also fuels my spirit, I suppose, in some sense when I'm writing these articles. It would be easier in many ways just to sit on the couch and and read a Stephen King novel, but I have to get up the energy. And maybe I do that by relying to an untenable degree on, on benzos. wrath, which is on wrath. cardinal sin in some regards. Now, it's not like there's not things that are worth being irritable about, but I thought what I would do today as an experiment is to attempt to read this in the most calm and understanding manner that I can. 12 seconds later. You centralizers of power, you worshipers of Gaia, you sacrificers of the wealth and property of others, you would-be planetary saviors, you Machiavellian pretenders and virtue signalers. <laughs> and? Shout out to the serfs for being like, actually 12 seconds later, he went full fucking medieval on your ass. All right. And in a bit of a preview for the intellectual Dollar Tree this week, this guy, Lex Fridman, maybe you don't know who he is, Media Wench. He is the guy who we um, came up with the term quest statement for. Because oh, sometimes yes. he asks a question for seven minutes. Yeah. He's going to talk about, um, well, we have a few clips here. We'll just, we'll kind of, we'll kind of ride out until like, you know, a couple minutes to 9 p.m. our time on this because there's a bunch of clips here by the Bad Stats. Shout out to the Bad Stats. Really good follow. If you're on this particular dystopia beat, um, this is this person's favorite moments from the interview. So these are going to be, this is going to be funny. Here's uh, Jordan Peterson talking about what matters and what is matter. And then he's just going to cry. Matter isn't dead dust. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what dust is made of matter. Matter is what matters. There's a definition. That's a very weird definition. That is, because that's not what it is. A matter is just a thing. Yeah. This is ma this pen is matter. Yeah. We're made of matter. Yeah. The fucking periodic table. Matter. It's all matter. matter. And it all matters. It matters. <laughs> but what's real? Matter. It's like, okay, that's one answer. What's real? What matters is real. Because that's how you act. Okay, so that's different than matter. It's like, okay, what's the most real of what matters? How about pain? Why is it the most real? Try arguing it away. Good luck. So pain is the fundamental reality. What kind of pain are you talking about? Emotional pain, you can actually argue yourself out of it. You can be like, it's stupid that I'm this angry about this thing. I shouldn't let this hurt me anymore. So it depends on what kind of pain he's talking about. Yeah, I guess if, like, I burned my fucking hand the other day, you, I couldn't argue with my finger that it's it hurt. The, uh, the pain of withdrawals and then also probably being terribly constipated from only eating beef. All right. Well, that's rough. Doesn't that lead to nihilism and hopelessness? That's kind of a good drop right there. Yeah, doesn't it lead right. to a well, philosophy that's antithetical towards being? The most fundamental reality is pain. Yes. Is there anything more fundamental than pain? Love. 
Really? If you're in pain, love and truth, that's what you got. And you know, if they're more powerful than pain, maybe they're the most real things. <laughs> Yo, the pro, like, just real quick. There's nobody in this guy's life who's going to tell him, hey, dude, what you're doing makes you look crazy. And by the transitive property of that, it makes me look crazy because I'm a part of your life. He doesn't have a fucking, he doesn't have a no person in his life. He doesn't have anybody, none of them motherfuckers, nobody in his family, none of these people that are interviewing, none of them are just going to be like, no, what are you doing? No. Because if anybody does that to him, he probably fucking Scientology like disconnects from them. <laughs> this one's titled, he gives us some brief insight to the creative process. Basically, that helps him come up with his word salad. This one ought to be great. Don't worry, you're only, we only got time so for two more. Question. My question might be something like, uh, put, your, put your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Okay. What does that mean exactly? Put, Take your own advice. What does house mean? Ooh, bazoos, sepos, thank you for active Verb. What does perfect and order mean? Why before you criticize the world? What does it mean to criticize? What does it mean to criticize the world? How can you do that properly or improperly? Yikes, dude. Like, you wrote the fucking thing in your book. What do you mean? Why are you asking all these weird questions about the, the fucking thing that you wrote in your book? Like... The, there's something to it it's like hey don't throw rocks like there's an old saying don't throw rocks when you live in a glass house it means like don't criticize people for the shit that you do right don't go after people you're like you're really mean to people at the restaurant and then the fucking the food server comes up and you're like hey toots <laughs> you, know? <laughs> like, you know it's it's something like that it's it's we have old sayings for that but it's he like his version of it he just told us that he doesn't understand his own version of it anyway. We only have time for one more. He always says he's listening to his critics, but he's certainly not reading the bad stats threads, which I think he could do. If, you, you, if, if bad stats is criticizing you, I think you could do well to like, at least like think about what the bad stats is saying. Cause they do a really good job of like laying out why the things you're saying are wrong. That's why they call themselves the bad stats. Super great account. Everybody should be following them. It's just the bad stats on Twitter. I trust Lomberg. I trust Tupi. I trust Matt Ridley. They've thought about these things deeply. They're not just saying, oh, the environment doesn't matter, whatever the environment is. You know, the environment. I don't even know what that is. That's everything. Yes. The environment. Like matter. I'm concerned about the environment. It's like, which is, how is that different than saying I'm worried about everything? How, how are those statements different semantically? So the semantics actually don't matter because worrying about everything would mean worrying about Jupiter. And I'm not, I mean, Jupiter's pretty big. And I, I hope that- that big storm on it all the time. I think like radical changes in what's going on with Jupiter would probably have a detrimental effect on our planet. I'm not a fucking astrophysicist, but it's big. It's got matter and it matters. <laughs> and it's made of matter. And it's what matters. And but worrying no we're not worrying about everything people who are environmentalists are worried about the environment and right. they they mean specifically the the fauna and the the flora, flora and the and the 
weather and the yeah yeah the air the water the hot the, and the cold right they were they're worried about those kinds of things and some of it's selfish there's some environmentalists who are like there's a lot of hunters right who are like no don't fuck the environment up i like to hunt and i'm like whatever we'll take come on come we'll over take, here. we'll take the w where we can yeah let's 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 come on over here hunt, yeah. hunter man and i worked for a hunting club for a couple of years you know yeah and a lot of a lot of a lot of uh what are they conservationalists they yeah. were called a lot of conservationalists yeah so other people are concerned because they have kids or maybe they even have grandkids and they're worried about the world that's going to come. So they're actually concerned with very specific things generally mm -hmm. when people are worried about the environment. They're not talking about whether or not the wind is blowing west on Venus. Although that's if you know which direction the wind is blowing on Venus, I'd like to talk to you because it sounds like you've done your research. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it sounds like you've, you've looked into some shit that's like probably pretty interesting. And I'd like to like to annoy you a little bit with my stupid questions. Right. But this this here is just he's just been doing this for a long time ever since he, he got famous and probably before he's been trying to kind of what about with climate change and it's it's real bad and some of his followers even like kind of go after him for it because he he's like oh you know we want to talk about the facts <clears throat> well but when he says the facts or the science he just means he hates trans people or that mm -hmm. gay people shouldn't get married because right. we don't reproduce or whatever the fuck it is and so the 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 thing he's doing here is more political and ideological he doesn't like the idea that the liberals basically are right about climate change i think and more on this on wednesday because i'm going to subject hk to this whole fucking thing and we're going to see if we can get uh, lex to ask a question in under two minutes because we've seen him ask questions as long as nine minutes we'll we'll get him down to under two minutes maybe um not for nothing check out the gurus pod they did a really good episode on lex i thought they were going to go easy on lex and they clowned on lex for being just so weird just such a weird motherfucker but what i will say about lex is that he doesn't stink like peter teal to me he seems like peter teal doesn't give him any money so right i will have to say also that uh, jordan jordan's outfit is pretty fly yeah he's always dressed pretty good he's dressed pretty snappy got it got to impress beef daughter Anyway, thanks everybody for listening to The Plex. This show is live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Check out all of our shows. I don't have to name them because all you got to do is go to your little Spotify or whatever you use and just type in Echoplex Media. All our shows come up. Um, you can support us at patreon.com slash echoplex because I know the pod people aren't really into Twitch. Speaking of support, thanks for the bits during the show. What is that? Bayuzo Sepos. Um, if you don't understand that on the pod, that's just uh, people giving us money. And uh, this person gave us four bucks, which is fucking amazing. Um, as always, we're going to close out with Boomers by Periscope. Everybody check out Periscope. They got a, a new-ish LP out or EP. Um, and we've had Matt on the show a few times. Matt's a good friend of the show. And uh, check out Local Love because we do all kind of local music on there. Fire this up. I'm going to turn on the auto DJ. You might get two songs. You might get one. It just depends on how quickly we can scramble to Turn all the lights spread. To rescramble the studio. I also have to fill up my purse and avoid the cat. Well, it's cool enough out here. We could actually probably close the door. We'll be right back.
Yeah. You ain't doing nothing. You know why? Because it's Tuesday. Nobody's doing anything on a Tuesday night. Except for Echoplex Media and Local Love. Local Love is a San Jose and greater San Francisco Bay Area independent music podcast. Showcasing local bands, comedians, and artists for the last seven years. Every show is packed with local music, upcoming shows and gigs, plus live performances and interviews with local artists. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.